Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we have another great show for you today. We are here talking about Tibetan medicine with our um, Shangshong Institute, which is right nestled into the, the mountain hills of Conway, Massachusetts. So we are here with, with Genla today chatting, and, um, and welcome, Genla. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about um, the Shangsheng Institute. And I know you guys are have international locations um, teaching Tibetan medicine all over the world. I saw that there was a location in Spain. And, um, and you guys are, are located all over. How did you land in, in Conway, Massachusetts? I think it's a very good uh, question. Uh, often I tell people, this is my karma. Mm. I was born in the land of the snow, and I grew up also land of the snow. Then I flew thousand miles. Again, I end up in the middle of the snow. There is so much snow around so here. <laughs> <laughs> so really, I feel this is my karma, but I enjoy <laughs> So the my teacher, the Choyanam Ganoburambuchi, he is such a great uh, Buddhism master, and also he is one of the top Tibetan scholar. So he founded the international Dzogchen community and the international Shangshung Institute, which is uh, to study uh, Tibetan things and they also preserves promote the Tibetan culture. So, 2001, uh, he invited, uh, I mean, he asked me to go here, so then that's where I end up here. And so you were, you were already, because you're, you're a doctor of Tibetan medicine. Yes. And so you were already, a, a, you had already finished your education, and were you, you were, were you working with students at that time when he invited you to come to Conway? Yes, um, I was a graduate Tibetan medical school in the back in 1988. Mm. I was like a doctor of the Tibetan medicine in the center hospital in Lhasa, in okay. the capital. Mm-hmm. And also I do a lot of work in the remote area in eastern Tibet in the nomadic and the mountain. Oh, wow. Because we sort of like it. the land is very beautiful, people is very nice, but it's lack of the health and the education in the mountains. So I worked there as a doctor. And also I've been in Italy before that, I mean, after my graduation. And then also I worked in Italy, Shengshun, Italy. As you said, yes, we are totally sort of like international organization. So I went there 
And then, uh, yeah, so yes, I'm working as a doctor and then also teacher, professor. So I'm working as a teaching and then uh, as a doctor in my country. Hmm. What made you... <coughs> Uh, you know, when you're when you're working directly with people and healing people, what made you gravitate towards teaching rather than working directly with um, with patients or with with people who are um, with their, dealing with their health? It's a, it's a both. I really I like, and then in particular, I really like as working working as with patients as a doctor. Uh, so. That is sort of like a my service commitment part. When I studied Tibetan medicine under my teacher, and then sort of like we need to take a sort of like commitment to the teacher, say, once I learned, I will use this knowledge a proper way to work with who need it, who I can serve. I will try my best way to serve. So this is really I liked, and then also working with the patient people, I learned also a lot, gained a lot of my like knowledge, because it's like medicine, it's not intellectual. Mm-hmm. Yes, intellectual, we need to learn certain things, but the rest of comes with experience. Mm. Even now, when I go to teach, there's certain area I have my personal e- experience. I see the patient, I treat that, I got this kind of result. This kind of thing, I feel teaching also feel more confident, more like juicy. There's certain area I which I don't have experience. Then when I teach, as it became little dry knowledge because mm. I don't have the sharing that my own experience. So this sort of like a teaching and also like the working as a doctor with the people, these two sort of like help each other. So then teaching is like also like to maintain the lineage, to maintain the, the things, and also to get more people can help. Mm. So this kind of, so there's a two sort of like reasons. One, to have that the next generations or more people and on the other hand is your own ability you try to serve as much as you can. I love that. Yeah. Do you find that because there there's quite a um a, a solid Tibetan community around this area, do you find that the local Tibetan community comes and studies at Shangsheng Institute as well? Uh, unfortunately at the moment no. Because is the our local community is most like the adult who came here is already is like adult, so they need to work for their life, mm-hmm. and the younger generation is now they just like follow the western i mean the the, the regular school academic things uh the between there we don't have so many peoples, so for this kind of reason at the moment we don't have so many of them, but uh, Every class I have one Tibetan somehow join the programs. That's good, yeah. So this is very good, also helps to the students, other students, like one native speaker, they help, can help also a lot of things. Because the the classes that you teach, are, I saw on the website, are predominantly taught in English. 
Yes. But I would imagine that a lot of the Tibetan language would still be like woven through. Yes, because it's a certain, you know, because it's if you have the language, the language is a key to enter into that treasure. Oh, and what can you explain that a little more? You know, if you really want to study Tibetan medicine, is it what we use in the class? There's a one book, an example, but then there is a thousand books which we don't use in the classroom. Mm. So if you have the good language, then you can discover all those kind of books. But it's even is not that highly understanding Tibetan language things, but still name of the herbs, name of the certain things, certain terminologies, when we translate into another one language, it does not make so sense. Mm. That keep into Tibetan language, we have a big meaning, big so like background explanation, so important. But translate into another one language, and they, they, they diluted the meaning. So the meaning is not same as like what we expect in the meaning. So this kind of reason is we have to keep into Tibetan. So this kind of reason is we try to teach the, the Tibetan language also uh, to gain the knowledge of the student and also to become more familiar to that area. Mm-hmm. Yes, as you said, is that the teaching is not the main sort of like a Tibetan language is a main like a Tibetan medicine we into t- English or wherever that I'm teaching we're using that language or translate but it's Tibetan language also there are certain things to make understanding important. Do you teach at the other locations of the Shangsheng Institute as well? Yes. So so if you're teaching always in the native languages how many how many languages do you speak currently? Um uh, Mainly I teach, when I'm teaching medicine, mainly I use the, beside the, my own language, I use uh, English. Okay. Uh, but other than that, I speak also Italian. Okay, cool. Also I speak uh, Chinese. Okay. Uh, so that's four so far. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, and then mainly, you speak like the medical language. So yeah, that's five. Yeah. Yeah. So then I mainly use... Um, you know, my second language as the English. Mm-hmm. Even my English not the best one, but now a little familiar to that, so mainly I use that. Cool, very cool. Um, so, so tell us a little bit. So, if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Genla today of the Shangsheng Institute. Um, she is a, a Tibetan doctor as well as the director of the school in Conway. It's this is the Shangsheng Institute. Um, when people are training to be doctors, this is a full four-year study. It's full-time. People are dedicating four full years of their education to that to that institute to these studies. Can you tell us a little bit about what aspiring they're, because they're becoming Tibetan doctors? Yes. And I remember, I'm kind of weaving off course even from my own question, but I remember in the talk that you said at the Hungry Ghost that in Tibetan doctors usually take 15 years to go through their studies traditionally. So uh, what is what is the difference in, in studies between uh, the four-year program here and uh, a more traditional 
program that might be um, different? Yeah. So I may made uh, <laughs> worries people at the hunger ghost. <laughs> the, the length of the study is 15 years. Yeah, because that's what you told me. I remember. Yeah. I remember hearing because <laughs> that's how long yeah. you you took your studies for yeah. 15 years, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a significant. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So what we do is that the the 15 years like the origin curriculum of the Tibetan medicine study is like the five years like the, the equivalence of the bachelor degree. Okay. Three years equivalence of the master, three to four years like equivalence master degree. Gotcha. And then three years for the PhD sort of like equivalence. Okay. And then after that is post PhD they sort of like so that way then they end up studying a long time. Okay. So what they do is like the first study all the medicine things like the, the main sort of like a Bible book which we call is for Tantra. Mm-hmm. Then the second sort of like the master degree time they study all the commentary books there. So the requirement is 114 books need to come up that. And then the PhD time is then more research and then writing the dissertations and then more like the research part. And then the post PhD time then is uh, like uh, writing, teaching, so this kind of. So then there is a lot of this kind of, you know, like uh, the setup standard way. But this, what I'm doing now here at the Shengshung School of the Tibetan Medicine, it's equivalence of that the bachelor degree. Gotcha. So what we do is like. Uh, the Tibet f- five years curriculum we study here in uh, four year, same curriculum, but we try to do is uh, adding little more hours and then uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, so that is equivalence of the bachelor bachelor degree in in, in, in Tibet. So when people when people come out and they finish their um, their bachelor, you know, in the at the Shengsheng Institute, what do people tend to bring into, I mean, what do people do with this for um, after they graduate? What do your students um, do with their with their degrees? So we have different students They when the student comes is not like a just a fresh student, like a college graduate thing. So, so most of our student is like a already have the experience, the jobs, already have the life experience. So those kind of like we have like the variety ages, you know. So many, some of them like the Western medicine background, some of them like the Ayurvedic background, some of them like traditional Chinese medicine background, some of them like massage therapist background. All types of people coming in. All types of, and they included lawyers, judge, I mean not judge, but as lawyers and so forth, cosmetics. So it comes a lot of different uh, professional field. So... The Western medicine background or any other healing background people, and then they work with, uh, you know, sort of like uh, with the original knowledge. So then they go with it that way. Also, we have Westerners, so this kind of. And then people who does not have specific Western medicine background, and then the two, three students get together and they try to open a small like a studio, the studio, and then they work with that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, they try to sort of like to get a life. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, they go out and bring it into the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do very good job. Uh, I have student, uh, graduate student in Chicago, Colorado, California, Minnesota. Wow, New Mexico, and then Kenya, Massachusetts. So yeah, sort of like all of the places. Also, I have uh, Michigan. So the student is able to wear. So they try to making life there, and then uh, try to work with the people, help people. Yeah, do do what? Do your students ever surprise you with how they apply the Tibetan medicine? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're surprising me. So how? Because is they're younger and then different culture, grown up. And then the education system background is different, so they have is a very good idea and how to carry this into new culture area, and then how to develop, how to introduce to the people. Yeah, it's very good. Now there are two of the my graduate student who live in California. They wants to make a program like a self healing system. So they work on that, and then they send me the all the curriculums how how they wants to approach. It's a very good. So it's very good. Also, I attended some of those my graduate students. They talks. I'm really enjoying. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm really enjoying. Tell us more about the the things that the the students learn at the the Shangsheng Institute because I'm I'm really curious as as to you know like what's what's the difference between what people are learning at in Tibetan medicine versus what they're learning if they're becoming a doctor in Western medicine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. And the Tibetan medicine in general study is a very standard a program. So we have their sort of like the what they need to study. So here, as I said, like the, our program is a four-year program. So we try to teach all the standard, all the books to the, the student to become a first level or the, you know like the Tibetan medicine doctors as I said like the many different levels we can go up not only in Tibetan medicine but also any other medicines you know they need it they have a lot of room to go higher keep knowledge. studying and keep studying yeah and keep studying keep studying so the four-hour program also that the first one is the equivalence of the Tibet bachelor degree sort of like so with the, the teaching system is like starting from the like anatomy physiology. Mm-hmm. Like first we go with the overview of the Tibetan medicine, sort of like introduction what they need to study. And then study from the anatomy physiology, embryology, so on and so forth. And then the cause of the disease, how to prevent, how to sort of like the, the treat, then to the, all the pathology studies, pulse reading, diagnostics, and then the methods of the treatment. So all those kind of we teach here. And then we have like the two main parts, like that the one of the group of the, our students today, they finished like at the middle of the study. Mm-hmm. 
So tomorrow they're going to have a big exam, like the midterm exam. So I just gave them 212 questions. Okay, that's no joke. Yeah, that's no joke. And then <laughs> now I think somewhere in the Northampton coffee shop, somewhere they're studying. They're burying their nose in a book. Yeah. yeah. So I try to make them sort of like a pretty good challenge to get the good knowledge. Because in, in a Tibet, when we study, the four tantra, they all together is like over 600 pages. Wow, okay. This is like the, the, the first, like the Bible, that the main book. Among those six, uh, 600 pages, the 200 pages is a requirement you need to memorize. 200 pages worth yeah, of information among that the 600 and is that is that the anatomy physiology yeah. as well as herbs yeah herbs diagnostics external therapies um how to treat like methods treatment everything we need to memorize without the memorize you cannot have the questions for the final exam right here, the, the language issue, our student cannot memorize because that need to be in Tibetan language. Okay. So for that reason, then what we do is uh, like uh, several times, every semester, end of the semester, we have eight semesters. Okay. Every semester, we try to do the exam starting from the first chapter, first page of the, the, the four tantra, and then go further and the first semester they don't have so many questions because is there's only two books we study and then it goes more study more books and the more things so this the four tantra book i mean the four tantra this is like the bible they put into like a textbook 24 books okay so then the first two year we have almost like 12 books and then next two years we have another sort of like two twenty like 12 books that's a lot of information i mean they're training yeah. to become doctors yeah so it's a study is a so serious it's not something simple way it's full time so it's a sort of like full time yeah 20 hours a week requirement just to study and then to do the homework to do this then yeah people who spend more time and then better you know of course outcomes so the our goal is that the tibetan medicine who studied in a tibet with the tibetan language and the tibetan medicine who studied outside of the tibet with a different other language like now we have three language studies spanish group russian group and an english group cool so the where they study under which language the quality needs to be matching Otherwise, there's no point doing this, you know. If the Tibetan medicine doctor who studied in a Tibet with a Tibetan language is a good quality, and then who studied in America with the English language is a lower quality, then it's to carrying the same title as it doesn't working. Mm. <coughs> For that reason, then we try to challenging them, then try to get that level. Because that I feel like if someone comes to study Tibetan medicine with me, I feel like automatically this is my responsibility, train them well. Of course. Because it's the people who comes first to study 
Tibetan medicine with me, like if you come to study Tibetan medicine with me, you don't know what's Tibetan medicine, what they need to study, how long need to study. You don't know what's the Tibetan medicine color, white one or the blue one or brown one. You don't know. Right. You trust whatever I say. So for that reason, I really feel this is a big, strong, my responsibility to teach them appropriately. Mm-hmm. The second responsibility, t- today who I'm teaching those people is the next generation carrying this knowledge. Of course. If I don't t- t- teach them appropriately, and then they continue the misunderstanding, sort of like miscommunicating, misunderstanding, you know, like then it's a rest of the future. Then that misunderstanding would yeah, continue. Yeah, and then they miss sort of like that the teaching moves, continue, that is life. Yeah. And then this also not good for Tibetan medicine lineage, and they're also not good for the who studied, and they're particularly not good for the people who's taking the Tibetan medicine treatment, herbal treatment. For this reason, this is also, is, I feel, is a really big commitment as a doctor. Mm. We call the member. Member means as a benefactor. Mm. As a member, as a teacher, because is the main commitment is the teacher and the member is to be honest. So for that reason is I try to teach to the student how I learned from my teacher. Mm. Since the beginning, I told them, I will teach you how I learned. I'm not smart to make a new system to teach. Also, I don't have capacity to teach fast. Someday overnight, you became a doctor. That's not practical. Yeah, I don't know how to do this kind of thing. <laughs> you know, you may see there someone's doing, you may see there is a technique do that, but uh, this is not I can do for you. So, and they also student appreciate uh, this kind of. And then to prove that what I'm doing is correct or not correct, and they also student to feel like how they knowledge, we take the student to Tibet, we go there under the three months to do the internship under the university, Northeast Tibet Medical University, huge, gigantic one. They have like over four or five thousand students. Wow. And they also they have very big hospitals, like over a thousand beds, you know. Oh my gosh, that's a humongous hospital. Huge. Yeah, it's a very big one, a hospital. And then we go there. Our student take some like a um, conclusion, sort of like in summarized teaching under the school. We do a little conclusion in summarize, and then uh, go to the internship to the hospital, and then we take the final exam under the university curriculum. Hmm. I tell them, I I told them I don't want to go, even I don't want to come near the, the way the student taking the exams. Hmm. I really want to rely on you, take the exam, how you take the exam to your student. Of course, translate the question, translate into English. In Because my student is not capable of the language issue. But other than that, we do is the same as like how you do. If our student passed the exam, then I wanted you give us equivalence degree, say, okay, Xiangzhong School of the Tibetan Medicine student, 
and then Tsinghua Tibet Medical University student at the bachelor degree at the same same level. So we do that is the since 2009. Okay. Wow. And then so far our older student is passed exam. All right. Last year I took 16 students from Russia. Everybody passed the exam. That must, as a teacher, that must feel like kind of like a mama hen. Uh, Yeah, I feel very good. Uh, All the students passed the exam. I took them at the evening. I said, okay, now time to be free and happy. I will take you to the nightclubs, which I never Uh, go. You take them to the nightclubs? Yeah, I I took them to (laughs) the nightclubs. Yeah, I took them. I said, sometimes we need to be free and they do something a little strange, different than what we normally do. Yeah, and that's health, right? Joy and happiness and being creative and expressing yourself. Because they four years studied in in, in Russia and then uh, three months very intensive in Tibet. And then I said, is it sometimes we need to do different? Also, sometimes we need to take, like, behave, little strange behave yeah. <laughs> than the, as, a, like, a normal medicine, you know, people. And so tonight, I said, tonight, our strange day. So Yeah, tonight we dance. Yeah, so then we <laughs> went and then we did. So they're happy. So, yeah, and this kind of, so That's cool. this is what I think is important because it's still Tibetan medicine is new to the West country. Because they don't know how the qualities of the, our medicine doc- doctors, even they don't know how my qualities, because yeah. no one sort of like uh, have this e- equal sort of like uh, knowledge, capacity judging me. Yeah. But in Tibet, it's different. All the professors, all the senior doctor is there, so they can judge us. So this, this we're doing that we have a very good... Um, memorandum contract sort of like a collaboration with the different universities in tibet that's we feel very good very cool yeah what what is something that that americans should know about tibetan medicine what what is how is it what are the advantages or what are the the lens (coughs) that you're you're looking through when somebody comes in if somebody comes in with a common cold, mm-hmm. what are you looking at? How are you looking at the patient? Do mm-hmm. you call them patients? Do you call that like what? What is the language around that? Uh, yes, sometimes we could have called patients, but is the theoretically is we don't call them patient. We call them is the friend. Okay, I like you that. Know, I don't call like my patient. Uh, my patient, I tell the people this my friend. Okay. So, why is it a friend? How do you how do you identify? Wh- how how is that language impactful? It's when we say like a patient is one is a mix is a little boundary that's too like professional and not professional. I mean you know like <coughs> they make a little boundary things, but emotionally, patient means that person is something is wrong in, in uh, at least in the Tibetan language. The Western language, English language, I don't know really exactly what is the meant to be the patient. Mm. But in Tibetan medicine, I mean the Tibetan yeah, medicine terminology, we call the nepa. Ne means is the disease. So the person is sick. Mm-hmm. Sick means is either physically or mentally is not balanced. Right. So that also emotionally they don't like to hear these kind of things. 
So that way is when we say the friend, because is it the medicine people and then that the, the people who comes to ask help you, you need to feel is very friendship, very comf- comfortable. Yeah, and the trust. So it's a that reason is I call like more like the friend. Mm. So I feel that is when I feel like the person's my friend, they're willing to share the information with me. And it's a heart to yeah, heart connection. Yeah, they're more like feel like, okay, I want to go to see Punsok because she's my friend. They don't feel like, oh, I have a medicine appointment today. I need to go to see her. Maybe she will do me something, you know. Mm-hmm. So she don't feel this kind of things. Mm. Like uh, when I'm in Tibet, uh, I, every day I work with minimum like 50 patients a day. Wow, that's a lot of yeah, patients. It's a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. A, that is sort of like a minimum. And then many people wait like weeks, weeks, you know. Wow. And then people camp near my place. So when I feel like uh, all of them, like uh, my family or my friend, and then they feel like even they're waiting me, they feel like, okay, I'm near her, so near my friend. Yeah. Sort of like, you know. Yeah. So that I like. I like that a lot, yeah. too. Yeah. I like that a lot, too. So when when we're talking about, you know, what is, how, what are the advantages of going to see a Tibetan doctor? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the continue that the previous your questions and then this one is that the Tibetan medicine is the main work is uh, try to see what is the balance and what's imbalance, the body constituents or elements or this kind of thing. The theory of the Tibetan medicine is based on the five elements. So we see that the five element is balanced or not balanced. So like in outside of the, our world, like outer nature, when we're looking, the five element outside not balanced, then we get like a lot of natural disasters. Mm. Same as like that we our inner five element imbalanced, then we get the inner disasters. Too much wind, like blowing everything, too much fire burning everything, too much earth, everything's heavy, you know too much water then everything became like liquid swirling everywhere water so this is sort of like a very basic uh, like the how the element is working the tibetan medicine when we go to see a tibetan medicine the first thing tibetan medicine which we call the member or the doctor or whatever we try to see what is the balance the what is the imbalance which element imbalance how should we bring down that the imbalance element and how should we bring up the, the, the what we lost power and they try to keep the balance. So this is one thing. And then even it's like a person like catching colds, like they got very simple catching colds to come to see the, the medicine. But still we try to come up the season so that the person is catching cold, that's the one thing. But is outside the seasons, locations, personalities, the sort of like the region where they live, 
what is the main problems, history of the health. So we put all those kind of put together, and then we see is which kind of antidote they need. Maybe just the diet is enough. Maybe just the diet plus behavior is enough. Maybe need to take some supplement. Maybe even need to do a external therapy. So then we sort of like come up. Because the Tibetan medicine is not like a community. It's individual. Right. So we don't have one diet or behave or medicine good for the rest of the world. It's not just here's a pill yeah. for a cold. Yeah. Be gone. Yeah. So it's based on individual. So because different age, different personality, different locations, different this or that. And uh, sometimes if we give the, the same pills, some people do very well, some other person get like side effect or not able to cure, not enough or too much, strong, too strong, you know. So this kind of, so for that reason is everything like the individual. So I think the the best I would say the Western people or simply we say people who does not have any knowledge of the Tibetan medicine, mm-hmm. new go to see Tibetan medicine doctor. The Tibetan medicine doctor or member, what we call, is mainly they try to see the balance of your element. Mm. So that part we can see very subtle imbalance we can see like outside we can see very subtle imbalance of the outer nature we can feel sure today's too hot today's too cold today is too windy you know today's too humid we can feel subtle energy we can feel same as that way when we checking the the, the diagnostic system we can feel that inside our body which element is imbalancing mm. So this is a very good one. So if we see that a little earlier, we could make it be balanced before to get the, the disaster. Right. And then once we get the disasters, the disaster is a little too late. You yeah. Know? So this is one thing. And the main goal of the Tibetan medicine is not the treatment. Main goal of the Tibetan medicine to prevent the 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 the. the the disease, yes. prevent the health, to keep healthy as health as like a healthy way. So this is the main goal of the Tibetan medicine. So in the beginning, the first study of the Tibetan medicine, we say minawa neba dubata nawasawan dubu kangsa gasawari be mengala labarchao. So who wants to be healthy, or who wants to help other people be healthy? You should study medicine. Hmm. So study medicine does not mean as everybody became a doctor. No. But you study enough to aware of your own health. Can is Tibetan medicine, you know, when we're kind of thinking about that concept, uh, if you want to be healthy, you study medicine. Mm-hmm. When we're thinking about that concept, is is this something that we can apply for ourselves for like our own internal you mm-hmm. know five elements is that is that um is that a practical way that we can feel and see these things on ourselves yes yes so this is also we say is be aware you know so mindfulness be aware be aware for what be aware to your own health 
or your own behalf. What are you doing? How are you saying? What are you doing? So it's like everything is sort of like be aware to your health and your action. So an example, insomnia. So today we have a big number of people cannot sleep. Mm. If we have like insomnia, means is in our body, the light, rough energy is too high. Like uh, 95 people, we say that 95% of the people by the 10.30 falling asleep. 5% of people not able to fall asleep, that means there's something wrong. So now what happened, the energy is too high. Everybody falling down, but still there are few number of people able to stand up. When you say someone's energy is too high, do you mean it's yeah. too mental? It's too high in their body? It's all in their head? Yeah, and this could be sort of like that the wind element we call, you know, like that old, like the like the electric energy sort of like the is too high. So that energy is too high. It's not able to settle down, grounding. And a short period of time, or when you are young, it should be sort of like fun. Everybody falling down, I still have, you know, working up. But then keep continue. Then one day you collapse down. Then you're not able to stand up. Because it's like the every sort of like 12, 16 hours, we need to recharge our energy. So that's we need to sleep and then we need to get the other element refreshing into our body because all the day we are working fire element, earth element, everything sort of like consumed. Then evening we sleep, we take good rest, eight hours sleep and then to refresh, so like recharge the battery. But then without doing that over the time, then one day is totally sort of like run out. Mm. Then at the time, it's very difficult to restrain the back. Mm. So this kind of like simple insomnia, that telling us is you have access that the light rough energy in your body. And then after that, then you will have like ringing ears. After that, now we have dizziness. Then after that, then pain aching everywhere. So then this kind of symptom, we tell that. So that's when the disaster happens. Yeah, then is it, yeah, then is going to the disasters. Yeah. 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 And the same like that way, every element imbalance we have like that uh, someone is the opposite of the, the wind element, like that the energy of the heaviness, you know, like earth, water element, sort of like those are access time, then you are sleeping day and the night, tired all the time, very heavy sleep, lazy, fatigue, you know, dull mind. All those kind of comes. If that comes, also is not necessarily good mm -hmm. because is they also telling you that the access of the another type of the, the element is imbalance. If we don't addressing that on time, and then later they can kill the, all the digestive heat, mm -hmm. metabolic system, then we will we'll have another like the problem 
another type of disaster, like I can open, you know? Mm. So this kind of thing. Yeah. Is there something that Tibetan medicine is really, really good at healing? Um, I think it's like this. Uh, any other medicine is very good. Western medicine is very good, amazingly good. Traditional Chinese is amazingly good. Ayurvedic is amazingly good. Homeopathy, naturopathy, all systems good. Also, Tibetan medicine is good. But then is sometimes is certain disease we do better than the other one. Sometimes they do better than us because this is same like, a, you know, like the, the different tradition way of the approach. Of course, Western medicine is great at yeah, healing broken bones, of, of course, surgery. Yeah, so they do, they do very well, you know, amazing jobs. So the Tibetan medicine is good, very good for the chronic disease. Oh. An example like indigestions, the chronic imbalance, we say, is very good. And then particular Tibetan medicine is do very good with uh, like like a mental, like the, the any kind of like that the psychology combined. The mental health yeah, mental factors. Health. Yeah. Because we have a way of understanding it's like that I go back to the energies and then also like the Tibetan medicine is like a very um, like a holistic approach. That the theory is, I would say, is very integrative a theory or the, the book. And the approach is very holistic. So we have like the different way we can treat, you know, like herb supplement, diet, behave, external therapy, and also dance, music, breathing, yoga, all those kind of, it's like a part of our, and then also on top of that, like we says in the teaching, so like the meditations. So, once we put all those kind of like that the, our therapy to there, and then one of those is is very good to able to addressing to that they need it. So it's a sort of like very good in the certain cases. It's the I would I would not say it's very good for the trauma. Okay. Yeah, injured. Yes, we are good enough in our country. But it's not that sort of like good to compare with other things. But it's internal, chronic, is we have a pretty good understanding. I would say very good understanding, but then good work also capacity of the doctors then there are many other f factors in you know like involved mm. so the chronic chronic disorders mm. and a lot of mental health yeah. and things that have been yeah. uh, any kind of long long standing imbalances yeah. for people yeah like in the tibet it's uh, the western medicine hospital and the tibetan medicine hospital and we work back to back because we all is like the same capacity, mm -hmm. same recognition. 
So the Western medicine, they do the surgery, an example, if someone needs. And the Tibetan medicine to restrain the body and to heal things, we, then they take the patient to take the Tibetan medicines. So this kind of, yeah, we work also a lot of times together. Fabulous. Yeah. I love that. Do you, in in the ways that you are collaborating with um, with Western medicines, do you work with any of the local hospitals? So far is not yet. I hope one day we're able to do that same as like in Tibet. That would be a very cool collaboration. Yeah, I hope because I think is, uh, I mean, we all know at a certain cases, the Western medicine also does not have a good answer. Certain corner comes. Same, also certain condition comes. Tibetan medicine, also we don't have answer. If we put together and then there is an answer comes. The patient, when we're looking at the, the, the third person or the party, the Husi, they don't care really so much the who's treating. They want to feel better. Yeah, they want to feel better. They don't care the which tradition is going to work. They want it cured and the less side effect, and then hopefully root of the problem is went away. I don't have to stick with a medicine the rest of my life. Mm. Or I take this one, then is this problem to get better, but the other one is getting worse. They're not looking these kind of things. So for that reason, I think we put together, then will be very good. Also, any other you know tradition medicine, any healing system, we work together. I think we will get more product. Well, if anyone out there is listening and works in a traditional medical environment, you know you you have a an amazing resource right up the road in Conway, the the Shangsheng Institute, this Shangsheng School of Tibetan Medicine. Um, so we just have a about thirty seconds left. Um, and so can you tell us the website that people can find you and find out more information about your about becoming a Tibetan doctor? Mm-hmm. I think that the, the www.shengshengschooltibetanmedicine.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show today. And we are closing out and have a great evening, everyone.